Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. We're so glad that you've joined us. And today, Pastor Margaret and I are going to take a break from what we normally do, where we have people share their testimonies. And we're just going to focus on prayer today. And uh, one of the reasons we came up with this idea to focus on prayer today is um, our church in the month of September is uh, setting aside time for prayer and fasting. And uh, we just think, especially with all that's going on in our country and in our world today, it's good to uh, set aside time for prayer and uh uh, also fasting. So we might mention fasting some as well, why it's important to fast and what the purpose of fasting is. Pastor Margaret, would you like to start out? And we have uh, certain prayer points that we're going to be focusing on and things that we're going to be praying into and also scriptures that we're going to be praying along the way. So uh, Pastor Margaret, any thoughts you have? And maybe if you want to lead us into the first point. Sure. Well, all through Scripture, we find out early on in Scripture that it's very important that we pray. And it's important about who we pray to. And so Jesus had some things to say about prayer, and he prayed often. He would slip away to have that time with the Father where he would get away from the crowds as people would try to follow him. He knew that he must get away to engage in prayer and fasting. Those both were important to him. And in Matthew 4, we have the story of where Jesus went away to pray and fast um, in the wilderness. And he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. And in the midst of that, the enemy came to him and tried to tempt him. And Jesus at that point was certainly weak. Um, He had been without food for 40 days and 40 nights. And the scripture says he was hungry, and I cannot imagine how hungry he was. Um, And, you know, the enemy knows when to come at us. Um, It would look like because of his physical weakness, it would appear probably to the enemy that Jesus was weak. But the enemy realized that Jesus had been eating. It just wasn't real food. It was, you know, it wasn't It was spiritual food. And Jesus says to the enemy, he said, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And in that conversation that they had, the enemy came at him with all these things. The first thing he says to Jesus, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Well, that probably sounded pretty good at that moment. And Jesus could have done that. But he didn't. And so then he takes him to the holy city and had him stay on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. Um, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answers, also written, do not put the Lord your God to a test. 
And then the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. Wow, what a picture of the strength that comes from the word of God, from being in a place where you're dependent solely on God, not on food or anyone, but solely on the Lord. What a beautiful picture. And, you know, in these days, I feel like we're all kind of being tested. Right. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from this morning, just looking at the life of Jesus and seeing what he does, what he did in those days when he knew the testing would come. He knew there was ministry that he would do here on this earth and He knew that he needed everything that comes from God. He had left his divinity and came to earth to walk in humanity, in human form with us. And so that's just a beautiful picture of the type of dependence that we too must have, especially in these days, that we go to the Father for everything, but we don't, we can't make our way in this world. So... Out of that, and you might have a thought on that before I move to another story where someone is tested. Well, as you were talking, Pastor Margaret, I was thinking, obviously we're not Jesus, but we have the same spirit living in us that was living in Jesus. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is living in us. And so we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and we have the same type of power, not through ourselves, but through the Spirit. Amen. And through Jesus Christ living in our lives and working through us to stand up against the temptations of Satan, against the enemy. And the Bible even tells us that when we are tempted, he will provide a way out for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, before we get into kind of the points that we're praying through, there's a a story that has just been so, uh, I don't know, it's kind of come alive for me um, in these days that we're in. And it's when Jesus has had the Last Supper with his disciples and find this part in Luke 22, uh, verse 31. And again, Jesus knows the hard times are coming. And he's having a conversation with Simon, known later um, in Scripture as Peter, one of the disciples. And Simon probably was, well, I think we know, you know, he was a little bit more outspoken, maybe, um, than some. And Jesus uh, says to Simon, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Now, Peter goes on to say, hey, you know, I'll even die with you, um, Jesus. But we're not even going to go there because we know that that wasn't the case, but Peter ran. The circumstances, um, I can't imagine being one of the disciples and suddenly seeing what is happening. We certainly can't judge what we would do in that situation because we've not been there. But there's a couple of things that I want to just point out today as we prepare to pray. When Peter says to Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. I have always thought 
that scripture was saying that Satan had asked to sift Simon like wheat. I didn't realize until I read it recently that it says each of you. Um, some say all, you know, but that seems pretty personal. Right. Um, the enemy hasn't changed tactics. He's never had any different tactic. He has the same tactics. He might go about it in a different way, but he's trying to trip every one of us up. And I love what Jesus says to Simon. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. And we have that picture today that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for every person listening today. This is something that is so precious that maybe we forget that Jesus intercedes for us just as he did for Simon Peter. And then he says, so when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. And we know, most people listening probably know the story of what happens with Peter as he does deny Jesus and he does walk away, but that he is restored and he does strengthen his brothers and he actually, um, God uses him in miraculous ways as Peter preaches and thousands are saved. And so in these days... God has a plan for us. The enemy does as well, and his plan is for us not to be in God's plan. Right. And so that's why we must pray for one another. We must pray. All the points that we are, we're going to go through today are really yeah. important to Jesus. And right. the first one that we're going to pray for today is for one another. Just as Jesus prayed for Simon, and then Simon in turn, I'm sure, prayed for his brothers in the faith. That's what we're called to do, too. And I think you have a scripture um, that the Lord has given you concerning praying for one another. Well, in the Bible, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, it says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. And it's saying for all people. Mm-hmm. So that includes each and every one of us. Yeah. Um, so whether that be somebody in your life that's struggling, somebody in your life that doesn't know Jesus, maybe somebody that's facing strong temptations mm-hmm. right now, just be sure to lift each of those people up in prayer. And uh, I'm going to pray a prayer now. Mm -hmm. Lord, I just lift up each and every person in the sound of my voice, each and every person listening to this program today. You love us each individually, Lord, each personally, Lord. We each matter to you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thank you for your word, your promises in your word that uh, when we are tempted, uh, that you provide a way out, Lord. And uh, we thank you that you're praying on our behalf, Mm -hmm. Lord. Uh, you mentioned in the scripture that Pastor Margaret shared that even though that Satan wants to sift us like wheat, that you're praying and pleading that we will be able to stand firm in our faith, Lord, and that in standing firm in our faith, then we will be strength for our brothers and sisters that when they face trials that are similar to what we face, that we can give them encouragement that they can get through those trials and those temptations through your strength and your power, Lord, we can share with them what you have done in our lives to help us get through those difficult times Mm -hmm. and those temptations. And we thank you for that, Lord. And if we don't know what to pray, we can go to your word Mm -hmm. and pray your word, Lord. And uh, we can look for the example that you set where you set aside time 
to get quiet before the Lord, knowing that we need to do that for ourselves and be praying for our brothers and sisters and be praying for our friends and family members, especially those who don't know you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Help us not to grow weary of praying for others, Lord, and uh, also for other believers who may be facing difficult times or trials. We need to be lifting those up also, Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, we can, as we pray for one another, we can also pray to you for our needs, Lord. Mm -hmm. We can come to you for needs that we have, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. And uh, help us to uh, make sure to regularly be in prayer, especially for one another, and know the power of praying for one another, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 Yeah, as I was thinking about this idea of praying for one another, um, a scripture came to my mind, and it's probably not the, there's a lot of one another scriptures um, that all through the Bible, but this one came to my mind as one that's a little, maybe a little bit tougher, um, but I think it's so important. It's from James 5.16, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And, you know, so often we may feel that there's something that we're dealing with and we really don't want to share that with someone else for fear we'll be judged. And from my experience, when I finally become ready to share with someone that I trust and they pray for me, there is freedom. There isn't condemnation, but more so there's freedom because if the enemy can keep us quiet about what we're struggling with and make us believe that people won't understand, then he can keep us in captivity um, where it's just that stuff kind of beats back and forth in our brain and causes us to be ineffective, you know, in ministry and um, to feel less than, to feel shame. And that's not what Jesus wants for us. He wants us to be able to confess to one another and pray for each other so that um, we can be healed. So I want to just pray into that for those that are listening today and um, for us here in this room. Uh, Lord, as Grayson uh, has already mentioned, I'm so grateful for your word um, that you give us a spiritual map to know how to navigate relationships and to navigate our journey here on earth. And Father, you do, through your word, tell us uh, that we are to confess our sins and not just confess, but then pray uh, for each other so that we may be healed. That is what you want for us, Lord. You never intended for us to be even dealing with these things. It's because of sin that entered the world that we have to go this route. Um, it's not what you wanted for us, but Lord, here we are, and you have provided the body of believers. Uh, you have um, been so faithful to us that you bring healing um, when we've been hurt. And um, Jesus, you became the great sacrifice for our sin. Uh, you came to earth and went to the cross, and you paid the ultimate sacrifice. What a gift of love that you have given. And it is enough for whatever we have done. It is enough. It pays the price in full. And so today, God, if there's anyone that is struggling with um, something that they've done, um, that they just feel like they can't be forgiven, God, I pray today that you would just wash over them a new and a fresh 
letting them know that you do forgive them as they repent. That is the important part. That's our part, is to repent of our sin. And if we can find someone to share where it becomes something that we can speak, because the devil and his angels are chained to darkness. We read that in Scripture. And Lord, when we speak it into the light of another believer, it takes us out of that dark captivity that the enemy has kept us in. And so, Father, um, that's where the healing comes, as we confess and as we share. And, um, Father, today I'm grateful that your word tells us that the prayers of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And that is why we must confess. That's why we must be right before you. And so, Father, I pray that you would search my heart today and that you would continue to show me anything that is not of you, um, that I might confess. And um, we thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and that we can find repentance and full healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Pastor Margaret. And I could, as you were praying, uh, I think you led us into the second part. And uh, you were talking about repenting. And the second part is peace. Mm. Well, in order to have peace, I think we have to repent of our sins and ask for forgiveness. Right. And uh, I'm going to read a scripture that I have here. But before I read the scripture, it's just on my heart that God also says in another scripture in the Bible that he doesn't give us peace like the world gives peace. Right. His peace lasts. Yes. You know, peace here on earth doesn't last. But God's peace does last. Mm -hmm. And uh, the scripture verse that I, I have here is Philippians 4, 7, which says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And uh, I'm going to pray into that. Mm. Lord, we thank you. We thank you uh, that the peace that you give us is not like the peace of the world. We thank you that your peace lasts forever lord as long as we're in right relationship with you lord and as long as we're following you that peace uh, is something that will always be with us now it doesn't mean that we'll never have hard times or struggles it just means that you will be there in those hard times and those struggles mm -hmm. lord and we also thank you for the peace that you give us like it says peace that transcends all understanding we might not always understand the peace that you give us or be able to explain the peace that you give us to others but we know that we have that peace we can feel it in our hearts mm -hmm. and our minds and we know that that peace comes from your son jesus christ and we thank you for that lord mm -hmm. and i pray that anybody listening today that doesn't have that peace would pray to you to receive that peace mm -hmm. and we know that you will give that peace to those who call on your name and ask you for that, Lord. And we thank you that your peace is available to us, Lord. And I uh, thank you for all this. Mm -hmm. And I ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Yeah, well, our next point is courage. And I think that you have a scripture for that, Grayson. If you want to share that, I would love to pray into the courage. But I would like for you to share your scripture before I do that. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. 
for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Mm, I love that. I love that scripture. And um, I have one, too, that's just been kind of a one of my go-to scriptures, speaks a lot of the same words, but it's out of Isaiah 41.10. Uh, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, Lord, today I am grateful. The word courage just comes up so many times in Scripture. And Lord, it's it's not. Uh, we know that the reason the word courage came up so many times in Scripture because there was fear. There were times that. So many throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, there was fear. That's why there's so many scriptures that point us to courage. And we are human. Um, there are times that thoughts come that cause us to be maybe gripped with fear. And just throughout scripture, so many times we are told to fear not. Because Why do we, and, and we we don't fear because you are with us. You go before us. You make a way. And all that we can see happening is what's in front of us on this earth. And that can cause us to have fear when we look horizontally at this world we're living in. But God, you call us to look to you, to take that vertical approach and to look up and to see you and to see that you are you are aware of where we are you see this world and god yet you sit enthroned as isaiah 41 says above the circle of the earth you see it all and you are not wringing your hands wondering what to do you are actually in control and when we look to you uh, for courage and we look to you for strength you tell us that you will strengthen us, that you will help us, and that you will uphold us with your righteous right hand. You give us your word, and your word is true, and your word is powerful, and the Holy Spirit living in us is strong. Help us to lean into that courage. Help us to look up and not around uh, when we are looking for our strength and for our courage. And God, we place this in your hands, and we trust you with the details of this world because you are in control, and we thank you that we can trust that that is the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and our next point is unity. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, if there's anything the enemy would want to do mm. is disunify us as Christians. Yeah. Um, but the best way that we can show Christ to those who don't know him is by the way we love one another as mm -hmm. believers and the way we show love to them. The scripture verse that I want to share before I pray for unity is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. It says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of your Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Mm -hmm. Lord, thank you for this directive, and thank you uh, just uh, for your word that you tell us to be united as one, as believers to be united in Christ, Lord. And we thank you that uh, we... Uh, 
have you, um, that you saved us, Lord, and that you have delivered us um, from whatever um, we might be struggling with. We talked about temptations earlier, Lord, and just help us to be an example to those around us, especially to those who don't know you, by the way we love one another, whether we love other believers or we love those who don't believe in you, Lord. Mm -hmm. But help us to be united as Christians. The world is so divided, but we don't want to be like the world. We want to be different, Lord. And uh, you called us to be unified. Mm -hmm. So I pray that we would be unified, that we would be unified in you, Lord, that others would come to Christ because we're unified in you, that they will know that we are um, your disciples by the way we love one another, mm -hmm. Lord. And we thank you for your word and for your promise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, Lord, um, as we just pray over the last um, prayer point um, that we have today, um, and we pray for the church, um, I'm reminded of the church in Acts. This is the place where Peter showed up to preach where thousands were saved. And these are the words we read in Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And these are the words for the church. This is our task. This is what we've been called to, to be a witness to the goodness of God, to salvation. Um, we read in Matthew Nine, where Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Then pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. And Lord, we know that the harvest is yours. We also know that you have partnered with us. We don't understand it, but you have partnered with the church, with the body of Christ, to be your hands and feet, to be your love and mercy in a world that is broken and hurting, to reach out to the lost and to share the goodness of God in our every interaction. Maybe not so much by, it can be by our words, but our action. Um, how do we engage um, the hurting and those around us? How do people feel when they walk away from us? Closer to God? I pray so. Uh, Father, someone said recently that our role is to help populate heaven. What a thought. What a thought for the church. Father, I, I just in these moments, I think about um, just my interactions with folks. Um, do I have that on my mind as I engage with them and have conversation as we build relationships? That ultimately, the goal of the believer is to help populate heaven. And so, Father, um, we're humbled by that. We're humbled that you would partner with us, that you would call us to be ministers of reconciliation in a world that is lost and broken. And God, just the last um, scripture that is on my mind in these moments is for us to devote ourselves to prayer from Colossians 4.2. It says, devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. And so, Father, there is something 
about your children coming to you with grateful hearts that I believe moves your heart in powerful ways. And so, Father, today we do come to you so grateful that you care and that you see and that you give us so many things that we can be thankful for every day of our life. And so, Father, even those things, when we turn our heads, lift our chins heavenward, and we say thank you, whether it is small or large, you don't miss it. And so, Father, help us as believers in this community and beyond to know that you desire relationship with us. You desire for us to pray for one another, to live at peace, to have courage that only comes from you. God, that unity is possible and that as the church comes together in unity, many will come to know you as their Lord and Savior and heaven will grow. The kingdom of God will grow in powerful ways only from our relationship with you and by your saving grace. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that as Pastor Margaret and I shared on prayer today, and uh, also we didn't say a whole lot about fasting, but the reason to fast, and Jesus gave example in the Bible, wasn't just to fast a meal, but to set aside intentional time to spend with God, um, that we can grow deeper with Him. So we pray that today's program has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.